Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. With another football regular season in the books, perfect guests this week for the Let's Go State podcast, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Brian Tripp with you once again, and this time we are joined by Catherine Benda, the Director of Football Game Day Operations at Penn State, and Event Manager Jack Craig. They have their fingerprints on everything, almost everything, except the X's and O's on game day. Guys, appreciate you taking the time and coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Uh, Pleasure to be here. All right, so... The number one thing, and I think this is so relevant to fans, as a football season is in the books and seven more home games and an awesome 2019 campaign and Penn State undefeated at home once again, what goes into, and Catherine, I think we'll start with you with this, what goes into turning State College and Beaver Stadium and University Park into the third largest city in Pennsylvania on a football game day? That has to be a massive undertaking. Yeah, believe it or not, it is thousands of people that have to come together in order to make it work for us. Um, So, like, for instance, we're talking about 2020 already Mm -hmm. um, because it takes months and months and months of prep time just to get everybody on board with different things that we're implementing or how we're going to get all these people onto campus. So it's definitely already moving towards 2020, and we just finished the 2019 season. Football game day operations, that could mean a whole bunch of things to people listening. So describe to me what that title means and what it encompasses. So who all are you working with over the course of your day or throughout even the year? So the way that I like to describe it to people is if you think of going to a game, every single person you interact with, we have to know about what's going on. So whether you're driving onto campus, who you're interacting with, Fan Fest, anybody around the stadium, getting into the stadium, um, even the people in your seats. So every single person that you talk to, every single person that touches you on a game day, we are the ones that have to coordinate everything going into it. Um, so we're kind of like the person that needs to know about what marketing's doing, what football's doing, how the planning is going into place for all of these different entities, police, security. We're the ones that are kind of like the coordinator of everything. Jack, as an event manager, you don't just work with Penn State football, but you work with other events on campus as well. So kind of describe to listeners what your job is here at Penn State. Okay, so for me, I am our primary event manager for men and women's ice hockey as well as women's softball. So on those game days, I'm in charge of everything from visiting team officials to ticket takers, guest services, uh, ushers, everyone that the fans are encountering coming into the building and trying creating the best environment for everyone at the venue from the uh, spectators down to the officials, the teams, the media, etc. On football game days, I sit in dispatch. So basically, I'm in my station at about 6 a.m. every football game day morning, and I have two radios, two phones, two laptops, and just about every problem that happens or from a fan perspective or anything else comes through me, whether it being a clogged toilet or someone uh, over tailgated and there needs to be a cleanup or whatever else may be going on. And then we dispatch out the appropriate from OPP custodial to, you know, EMS if necessary, et cetera. 6 a.m. Is that even for the whiteout games, the night games? That's correct. And actually, we normally start, that's when I get to the dispatch area. We typically start with a 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. meeting on football game days. Catherine, what is your game day like and how many people are a part of the team? 
Well, game day is, it's crazy. So everybody has all of these different roles and you have to make sure that everyone's doing their job. So if a good event or game manager is in this role, then they are empowering people to do the right job. So our planning process really is key to making game days work. 90% of what we do is already done before game day even starts. So it's all about having the meetings before it's about the meetings. Now it's about the meetings week of, um, day of, et cetera. So on game days, again, we start really early. Um, we lead a bunch of meetings. So parking meetings, security meetings, usher meetings, um, really all of those things that people don't really think about is all going on behind the scenes. Um, there's police meetings, really you name it and there's a meeting for it. So we're leading those whenever y'all are tailgating in the lots. Who brings the coffee and the donuts at, at four or 5 AM? Well, that's Dave Baker. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. But yeah, no, there's always coffee, there's always donuts, and then we always lead up to our first meeting with a breakfast at Sheets. So where, where are you on game day? I'm everywhere. Um, so you might see me if something, if you see me on a game day, something's going wrong. So you don't want to see me. Um, I'll be at the gates if something bad's happening at the gates, if something's going on in the parking lots that I need to go see. Um, or I'll be at dispatch with Jack if we're kind of chilling. Um, or there's a command center up in the stadium as well that has a lot of officials in that capacity that makes those decisions that um, pretty key for different areas of the game. But really, you can see me anywhere. Um, so if you do see me, say hi. But if you don't see me, that's probably good news. I know a lot of fans out there, they want stories. So let's go into this year against Pitt and there's weather coming in. What happens in that situation? Chaos, right? Yeah, well, guess what? At Beaver Stadium, we've actually never had to do that before. So we've never had to evacuate the stadium, close the gates, et cetera. So, of course, we were the lucky ones to be able to implement that at the third largest venue in the world. So um, we were a little rusty and a couple things that we needed to learn from. Um, but what happens is when there's approaching weather, we obviously have to talk to meteorologists, the National Weather Service, AccuWeather, and we have to make a calculated decision based on capacity in the stadium um, compared to how many fans have already come in. So we got really lucky with the way that we were able to do it. Um, but yeah, we definitely learned a couple things and Jack can say that it was a little bit wild that day. Yeah, I think there was a sense of, especially being a first time for us to doing this, there was a lot of uh, cross communication and people uh, sorting it out on the fly and having these discussions, you know, everyone, we've got a plan, plan in place, but it's one thing to have a plan in place, another thing to throw it into action. And most of our plans are evacuating a stadium if there's, you know, lightning in the third quarter and we need to evacuate not and during load-in, which added complications to everything. So we're sitting there communicating between the people who are in the stadium, outside the stadium, trying to make sure our off-site shelters are ready, uh, keeping an eye on the attendance numbers as people are scanning in because we know there's only a certain amount of shelter-in-place capacity in Beaver Stadium. So if we cross that threshold, then we have to turn this into an evacuation as opposed to just uh, what we did. You mentioned meetings are starting already. So you have to develop relationships not only with the people on the Penn State athletic staff, but your security company, your local municipalities and the police departments, and even the leaders of those local municipalities. So you're starting meetings now for 2020, you mentioned. What are some of the things that you guys will discuss as you move forward going into any football season? Yeah, I think 
this is probably the first place that I've been that it's been so, I don't know if I want to say political, but you are involved in so many different areas within the community, within your township, your municipality, but also your university. Mm -hmm. So we're obviously having to work with the police and state college, borough, and all of these different people. But those conversations are always, we're all working together. So I think that's really the overarching theme and goal, um, like PennDOT too has come through in this year. Um, so just us being able to say like, we're getting hundreds of thousands of people here. So if we get them to the stadium safely, if we all work together, then it's going to be a huge economic development impact for our entire area. So I think it's the buy-in from that. And it's not just that there are the Ohio State game, almost 100 or a Michigan game, 110,000 people in the stadium. It's that, do you get estimates on roughly how many people are in the, the parking lots or how many extra people come into to the community on a weekend like that? Oh, yeah, there's a lot more whenever it comes to just the tailgating environment. I mean, half the people don't even come into the stadium. So, um, yeah, there's definitely numbers out there. And the economic development like impact um, for the State College Borough is significant. So from your perspective, and, and this is a completely different perspective than a student who's going to the game, a fan who's driving up and going to the game, maybe an alumni. From your perspective, how would you describe the game day experience and the game day atmosphere? Because it's completely different, that environment, for you guys as it is for, for a fan who's maybe going to the game. Or perhaps it's the same. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I think for us, there's still excitement in the air. You're still looking at, uh, you know, we still, we're still we working in athletics, and while we don't necessarily get to tailgate and enjoy that atmosphere, but we're in athletics for a reason because we still do enjoy that atmosphere and the buzz and the excitement on campus and in the crowd and everything like that. And I think leading up to like the big any game, but the big games in particular, you know, we're excited just as much, you know, especially we've put in all this work and all this effort and like the meetings we've been having for months ahead of time. And we're ready to see it lay out and play into action. And you're trying to make this experience and the entire trip to Happy Valley the best it can be for the most passionate and dedicated fans in the world. So you're hoping that everything you've done can make it the best for those 110, 150,000 people that are coming to Penn State. Exactly. That's our goal. It's to be the best. We want to create that environment and all work together to give our fans that. Like whenever we hosted ESPN College Game Day, it's just a cool, different kind of feeling that you can always see in the fans and then also just in the staff. Everyone just has so much pride in this university. And I think we're looking at, you know, everything that happens on game day, we're tracking. You know, I sit there over in dispatch and I said I have like the radios and the laptops and all that. And every problem that comes through to me, we're logging that so we can track trends and know, you know, is this, is this a regular issue so we can try and make it better. We're constantly looking for things that we can do to make it better. As you put a bow on 2019 and the, the home schedule, what are some of the things that maybe have come up throughout the course of the year that you maybe wouldn't mind sharing with fans who are listening to this that you're going to look at as you go forward? I'm sure there are some areas that are constantly something that you're looking to improve. Oh, 100%. Um, this year was actually pretty challenging. Luckily, we didn't have any weather issues, which we experienced the last couple years. Um, but this year we had some issues with getting the right amount of staff at the games. It's crazy hard to get staff to come to a rural central Pennsylvania area because we just don't have the people in the area to work um, because people want to enjoy the game. They want to do other things. They want to watch the game. Um, so getting 
the staff to get to the right place in the future. That's obviously something we're already working on. Um, I'm not even going to talk about our favorite subject, parking, but we're obviously working towards making that the best it can be. Um, our whole goal in everything that we do is to allow our fans to enjoy the best environment they can, but do it safely. So that's our really end all goal. And I think just in general experience and atmosphere, uh, one of the things that uh, fans may have noticed to be received this year is in the restrooms and at concessions, the happy or not things there that you could say, like, how was your experience at this concession stand? How was your experience in this restroom? And we're looking at all these trends to see, is there a problem? Like, does our restrooms, how bad do they deteriorate over the game day? Of course, there's wear and tear of patrons using them, so it's not going to be spick and span spotless the whole way through the game. But, like, how as much is it falling off? Do we need to pay attention to this? What's happening at our concession stands and that? So we're constantly looking through um, our customer service, our customer experience, to try and find the little things that we can do to make it better. So for someone listening, they're probably wondering, how the heck do these two get a job like that? And you're, you're not, neither of you is very old. So how did you get into this position? Where did you come from? Especially to a place like Penn State, because there aren't many places or many atmospheres, environments, or stadiums as large as this, not only in the United States, but in the entire world. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting. Jack and I come from really different backgrounds in sports. Um, so I went to LSU I worked at Auburn and I worked at the University of Houston. I worked with football at all of those locations and, and basketball. So um, getting here and being in charge of a Power Five large-scale historic program for its game day is something that I really, really wanted. Um, and so working that path of like the large schools um, in the South kind of allowed me to take that step towards that area. All right. Before you go, Jack, Tiger Stadium at night, Beaver Stadium oh, yeah. at night. <laughs> Um, I love them both. I think the wideout is such a unique experience. I don't think anything really touches that. I mean, I'm an LSU girl through and through, but I will be able to admit that. All right. We'll, we'll let that slide. And that's where Catherine says up here is more political. She gave a very politically correct answer there. Uh, <laughs> Calling me out. Um, so for me, I guess, as Catherine mentioned, I come from a very different background. I went to college at Canisius College, which is a very small D3 or D1 school up in Buffalo, New York. Um, so it's was, the size of a D3. It's the size of a D3. Uh, the entire campus is basically one city block. Um, it's a small school in the middle of the city. Uh, so I was there. I did my undergrad and grad school there and really I had no uh, intentions of doing anything like this with my career. And midway through my undergrad, I realized it's something I could do. So I finished my undergrad in something completely unrelated to sports, became the grad assistant, and that's kind of where my career started. Uh, so I was up there at Canisius when I finished my schooling. I had a job at Bradley University, which is another only slightly larger Division One institution in Peoria, Illinois. And when I was there, I was the only events person, the facilities person, and the equipment manager for all of their athletic programs. And I was out there for about three years and then uh, got the job at Penn State. So really kind of worked my way up from small schools working up to uh, the resources and the experience here. What was the first thing that struck you about Penn State when you went from the jump from Bradley to a, a university the size of Penn State? Honestly, it was the resources. Uh, when I first first started here and I had my men's ice hockey budget for event management and I got the what my budget would be and what I could spend on only like men's ice hockey, I looked at that number and I was like, I don't know how to spend this much money, you know, because that, that number alone was like bigger than what I had 
for everything at Bradley. So, and obviously I've, I've figured out how to spend it. I've gotten pretty good at spending money, but uh, trying to just seeing like the resources, you always know like the big schools have more resources than the small schools, but just seeing like how much was available to me and what I could do and really let creativity and event management fly. Those of us that are around it all the time, we take for granted when you say, oh, you spent money on this X, Y, and Z from a budget for an event management standpoint. Can you just give folks listening kind of an idea of what that money gets spent towards for someone who's behind the scenes like you? Yeah. So at least looking, cause I'll let Catherine talk about the football budget. Cause that's a whole different animal in a minute. But like for me on like a men's on like the hockey side, uh, my budget coming out of there is everything from obviously staff wages to like meals for hospitality for the refs. Uh, my staff, if it's a double header day, um, the refs uh, actually pay for the games, um, parking attendance, uh, parking passes for like premium lots, all that kind of stuff coming out of it, looking at um, just all the little different things that go into game day. So, yeah, I mean, same thing for football. It's just larger scale. We have hundreds of security, hundreds of police officers. Um, we have thousands of people working on game day in any kind of respect. So um, all of those things that Jack mentioned and then signage, got, it all gets so expensive. And then facilities, just maintenance, um, all of that is so much. So there's there's a significant amount spent. What's next on the horizon here for Penn State Athletics? What do you What's exciting for you about what's coming up here over the, the next year or stuff you're planning already? What do you have your fingerprints on that you're looking forward to seeing here in the near future? Well, I think uh, for me, the two outside of my regular season hockey games and softball games and that, the two biggest things I've been working on of late is uh, the U.S. Olympic Trials for Wrestling coming in April and as well as the NSA Regionals for Men's Ice Hockey. While it's not on campus, it's in, actually in Allentown, uh, a place that Brian, you're very familiar with. Uh, it's in Allentown, but we're the host school and say regionals aren't allowed to be hosted on campus. So for that regional, I will actually go out on about a Wednesday for games on Saturday and Sunday, and I'll stay through till Monday because I'll be like a tournament uh, tournament co-chair leading it out there. I think um, what I'm most excited about is I just got done with two seasons with Penn State football. Mm -hmm. So after two seasons, you're really able to learn a lot and you're able to really invest in the people and get to know the people that you're working with um, from all different facets that we've talked about. Um, so what I'm really excited about is next year is being able to implement some of those changes and make everything better the way that I know Penn State wants to be the best. Um, so that I'm really excited about that. And then in the next few months, I get uh, some lacrosse. So shout out to my lacrosse people, men's and women's lacrosse. So um, that's another small, uh, smaller sport. That's a lot of fun to do. Never time off. No, of course not. This is this is um, all year, and even in the summers, we're always planning. There's about a week in the summer, you know, you know, about a Jack week in the a summer. Week in the summer. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we all kind of try to take you know some time around holidays and things like that. But sports is a brutal beast, as we all know, um, and it's always weekends. It's always nights, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's why you get into the field because you you love it in the end. You you say that you're going to work, but when you're working around athletics and sports and with the, the top-notch administrators and coaches and student-athletes at Penn State, and you can affect the experience for so many people. I think that's what makes it worthwhile in the end. Yeah, it's important to not count the hours you're working. You know, the, don't look at the clock of when you're leaving, coming and going. You know, we're in this, it, it's not a grind. You know, you're enjoying what you're doing, and you're enjoying the atmosphere, looking around at, like, the little kid who's at his first game smiling and things like that, and it makes it all kind of worth it. Yeah, and you have to think about, like, we're so lucky to be here. 
Um, there's a lot of people that try to get into sports and just the way that it all just works out sometimes is awesome. So we're lucky to be here. Penn State's an awesome place. Catherine, Jack, appreciate the time. Thanks for being our guest this week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Thank you very much. Thank Ryan. you. All right, that is this week's episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. If you like what you've heard here today, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also check out our previous episodes, including with Charmel Green, Jeff Campersall, Guy Godowski, and more. We'll talk to you next time on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.